Rise and shine, you Syracuse superfans. It's time to pour yourself a tall, delicious glass of orange fizz. Syracuse recruiting news, insider information, latest SU buzz. The Syracuse blogosphere comes to life on the central New York airwaves. It's Fizz Radio. Welcome into Fizz Final. Jaron May here with Matthew Bonaparte. We are breaking down Syracuse's embarrassing loss today to Liberty. 38-21, your final score. Syracuse falls to 1-4. This is their worst start to a season since 2008. They only went 3-9 that year. And also, this is their first la- or their last non-Power 5 loss was to Middle Tennessee in 2017. So not a great season for Syracuse, not a great game for the Orange, but we're here to break it down. We're going to start with the defensive side of things, Matt, and the run defense for Syracuse was just absolutely atrocious. Well, Jaron, you said it. Embarrassment is really the only word I can think of to describe the performance for especially the Syracuse defense today. I mean... We knew coming out of that uh, of the, the Duke game that the run defense, the front seven entirely, really just was not there. And that continued to show today. I, I mean, the Flames ran all over Syracuse, 338 yards on the ground. An absolutely abysmal performance for Syracuse. And going forward, there's just not much to look at in terms of improvement because you're not really, like, what can you really do? These guys just aren't playing up to the echelon that they should be Josh Black McKinley Williams those guys just aren't really getting the job done right so the thing is back-to-back weeks allowing over 300 yards on the ground back-to-back weeks allowing two rushers to have triple digits in rush yards Um, so when you look at that it's absolutely atrocious now the question I want to bring up Matt is this 3-3-5 new defense Tony White's new scheme it seemed great at first and it stops the passing game a lot like it's really difficult to throw on this Syracuse defense especially with all the talent in the secondary but is it really worth having an extra defensive back out there in this 3-3-5 or should they switch it up and try to put one man more in the line backer core or in the defensive line because personally I think that's the move you have to do if, if you're going to try to stop this rushing attack from every single team you see here well here's the thing about the 3-3-5 I think it's difficult for a defense that has been playing in a system in, in which you haven't been playing this new defensive scheme for so long to adapt to it so obviously it was going to take some time but you bring up a question that's entirely fair at this point because we're deep into the season, and this, this this team's still not grasping it. And I think you're absolutely correct. You've got to bring another guy into that front seven because the, the rush defense and the pass rush simply is not there. You need another guy uh, in there and inside uh, that linebacking core or on the, the front line. It's just not really working out for the Syracuse team. But at the same time, Jaron... I don't even know if it's the 3-3-5's fault. I just don't (laughs) think that the talent level is there for the Syracuse defense. You've had some diamonds in the rough in the linebacking core. In Jeff Katnarku, we knew Mikel Jones was going to be solid. But that defensive line simply isn't it. Kingsley Jonathan, McKinley Williams, and Josh Black have been bad. They've simply been bad. And, And there's really no getting around that. I don't think that a change in the defensive scheme can really help them all that much because... They're simply not playing well, and and that's not going to win you football games. I sat on the couch today watching the game, and I said to myself, more times than three, that you're not going to win a football game if you can't stop the rush at least a little bit. Two guys rushing over 100 yards is never going to put you in a position to win a football game. 
and the issue is they rushed right up the middle today. Liberty right up the middle. Knew, knew, Liberty knew exactly what they had to do. They came into this game. They knew, okay, we have a dual-threat quarterback in Malik Willis. They're going to try to shut down the outside because they don't want Malik Willis getting on the outside, which is which is true. It's like if you're Syracuse, your defensive scheme, don't allow him to get out of the pocket because he's going to kill you with his legs. So they set the they set the lines, they set the outside, and they just completely forgot about the middle. There were so many just absolute big rushes from Lewis today of of Liberty that he just run he ran right up the middle and had a wide open lane and it was like the defensive line was just parting the red sea for the liberty rushers like a wide open lane why don't you go take it why don't you go rush for 30 40 50 a 75 yard touchdown like it's absolutely crazy and it's something that needs to be addressed because the linebackers weren't there either and this is back to back weeks where you have gotten torn apart on the on the ground and you think Going into this game, you know Liberty is a run-heavy offense. They're not going to throw the ball. You have to be prepared for a run-heavy game. You saw what Duke did to you last week, so why weren't there any changes made? It seems like nothing changed from last week to this week, and the same result happened. Like You can't be surprised. Well, and here's the other thing. Joshua Mack, the guy that everybody kind of thought was going to run over Syracuse, didn't even play! Yep. He didn't even play in the game. I mean, this guy has been sensational for the team, and he didn't even play today, the redshirt senior. So what what can you really put it on? I, I mean, it doesn't make much sense. There's no excuse. You can't even say, well, you know, this defense was going up against one of the better backs in the country. He didn't play in the football game. Mm-hmm. What, what are you putting this loss on if you're Dino Babers and the SU coaching staff? I mean it's just simply poor play on the defensive front. Like you mentioned, Shedra Lewis had a hole every time he went out. I mean, it, it looked like Swiss cheese. He he had, like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so going forward, what can you even say for this defense? Because guys like Peyton Pickett and Shedra Lewis are picking you apart. You got to play Travis Etienne next week. Right. Did, what? You play... Travis Etienne's going to run for 500 yards. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, next week is definitely going to be an issue. It's going to be scary to see what Clemson does to this Orange team. But again, this is Jaron May and Matt Bonaparte breaking down Liberty and Syracuse. Liberty takes a 38-21 to victory at the Dome over Syracuse this Saturday. We're breaking down the defensive side of things. And listen, there was a quote from Dino Babers in the press conference that he said they need to stop those doggone runs. Like, he knows exactly what the issue is. My biggest problem with with Syracuse this season, like, it's very obvious whether you're a football aficionado or if you're just some Joe Schmo that, watch, that turns on the Yes Network today and was watching the game and you saw, okay, what is Syracuse good at? What is Syracuse bad at? It's stopping the run. Dino Babers knows that, and nothing has changed, and that's where I have my gripe, and that's where I think Syracuse needs to start figuring it out. And here's what today's loss reminded me of. Do you remember uh, around exactly a year ago, Boston College came to the Dome yep. and AJ ran Dillon. all over the Syracuse defense with A.J. Dillon, and what did then-coach Steve Adazio say in the press conference? He said, we ran the same play 45 times over because they couldn't stop it. So... What do you, like, 
You you have to make a change. And, you know, Dino comes into those press conferences and you have to respect him because he's always pulling for his guys and, and he's he's all about the team and the family. But at some point, you've got to make a change. And, and that's the only thing that is going to keep Syracuse competitive this year. Obviously, you have a couple things that aren't in your control. Andre Sisco suffers an injury. He's out. He's declared for the draft. Tommy DeVito, he's, he's injured. You don't really know what his future looks like. So... Coming into this game, it was going to be a little bit more difficult to pull out a victory than it normally would have been. Fine. But otherwise, this defense is is untouched. Everybody's playing well. Everybody's rested and ready to go. And you're getting ran all over on from a team that's never beaten an ACC opponent before. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no first, excuse. First ACC win first uh, for Liberty um, and Syracuse has to be the blunt the brunt of that joke. Uh, listen, this is Matt... Matt Bonaparte and Jaron May, we are on Fizz Final. Go follow us on Twitter at OrangeFizz. OrangeFizz.net is our website. And, of course, SoundCloud is where you're listening to this, and you can find us by searching OrangeFizz. Matt, we've talked about the defense. You also alluded to the Dino Presser, and there are two quotes that the listeners need to know, and we'll kind of tell you about them. Number one, Dino is always about family. He never likes calling people out. He directly called out Aaron Hackett and Kingsley Jonathan today when asked. There were a lot of penalties by a lot of older guys, veteran guys. What does that do for the younger guys if the older guys are setting that example? And Dino Babers directly called out Kingsley Jonathan and Aaron Hackett. That is something that I've never seen from Dino Babers, and it seems like he's kind of hit his tipping point, Matt. Well, he also said freshmen turn to sophomores and sophomores turn to juniors. Hopefully yep. somebody gets to take advantage of that. That was my second point, what, yeah. What is the culture shift that's going on here with Dino? I mean, like you, like you alluded to as well, Jaron, it's not really like him. That's not really, it seems that there's some kind of rift within the Syracuse locker room, and that's not something you like to see. But, I mean, Dino has, been, has prided himself, and I think... I think he has gotten a lot of Syracuse fans on his side because he's such a team guy and he's such a whose house, our house kind of guy. Gets everybody behind him, gets everybody ready to run through a brick wall. And it seems that this season, that sort of mystique is gone. So to, have, to for him to call out those veteran players, I think that it's going to be a real problem for this team because... Leadership starts from the top, and for that, for for this team, that is guys like Aaron Hackett and, and Kingsley Jonathan, who he singled out in that press conference, and and that's and that's going to be an issue for them. Yeah. So the thing with, like you said, it's all about Ohana for for Dino Babers. He loves preaching family, and this is definitely something different. I think it's kind of where you get to that point. I've been trying to do the same thing over and over and over again, and it's not working. So why not change it up? It's kind of like. Another way to put it is, like, you hear in the NBA or in the NFL, like, a team is doing really bad and they hold a players-only meeting, and that's basically an opportunity for everyone to get everything out on the table. You basically just say everything you need to do. And it's a weird way to approach it, but I think that's what Dino Babers is doing. He's basically like, all right, something has to change. I'm going to call out my leaders. Hopefully they accept that in a good way. Um, and then something changes, something in, it kicks them in the butt and they start working, they start doing something different and hopefully this changes. Now, the other quote that I want to talk about, and you already said it, Matt, freshmen turn to sophomores, sophomores turn to juniors. Hopefully someone, someone 
gets to take advantage of that. Matt, what the heck does that mean? That is eerie. Does that mean that Dino Babers is out? I don't know if it means he's out, but to me it seems like not that he's given up on this season, but that he's looking forward. And he's saying, all right, call it, wrap it up, and, and we'll we'll try to move on from here. I, I think he's just kind of saying these guys didn't – It's it, it, the 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 question becomes whether or not he's blaming the team. I don't think he is blaming the team, but I do think that he's looking forward and saying, "All right, let's see if these this, these next batch of guys can get it done," because the current juniors and seniors couldn't do so. Yeah, so I think he's looking ahead to next season. I also think that he is a little weary and at least is aware that he's on the hot seat. He has to be, be- at this point. Right. I mean, your team is 1-4 for the first time since 2008. Uh, you yourself, is not uh, like as Dino, you haven't really fixed anything. Um, so I think that Dino is definitely on the hot seat. I think he realizes that, and he might just be saving himself and just saying, hey, somebody might have to take advantage of that, not me. All right, this is Fizz Final. Jaron May here with Matt Bonaparte. We're breaking down Syracuse's 38-21 to loss to Liberty today. Matt, before we wrap things up, let's switch over to the offensive side of things. And you got to say, in Rex Culpepper's debut, his first start since beating cancer, he looked pretty darn good. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about the negatives from this game, but let's focus on the positives a little bit. Three touchdowns for Rex in his first start is a solid, you know, it's a solid start for him. 19 of 40 completion is not great and just over 200 yards, but for the receiving core as well, I mean, it was a solid outing. Taj Harris, Anthony Queeley, and Aaron Hackett all caught touchdowns, and Taj really had a great day up around 100 yards once again. And talk about Sean Tucker as well, a guy that was banged up before this game, didn't really have the best game against Duke last time out, comes and puts up 111 yards on the ground. He was solid as well, so I think that there are some bright spots on this SU offense, guys that you can look towards the future with, especially that true freshman I mentioned, Sean Tucker, in the backfield. There's definitely some hope for the Syracuse offense. It's not all curtains for them. Uh, I mean, it was a good game for Rex, but... You have to see what you can move on with. Maybe you do end up starting some of those younger guys just because Ooh, one I disagree. and four. You, you don't think so? I mean, here's the thing no. with me is that you have a one and four team right now. Maybe you throw Dylan Markowitz out there. Not necessarily to start a game, but if you're losing late like you were in this one, maybe you throw D- Dylan Markowitz out there or Jacoby and Morgan or even a Luke McPhail. Just somebody, just throw him out there. Okay, so here's the thing. There is a difference, and you kind of did allude to it. So in today's game against Liberty, uh, there was someone that one of my friends I was talking to um, while we were watching, and he said, now let's get some freshmen in there. Let's get them some reps. It was still a two-touchdown game at that point. If it's going to be a two-touchdown game and it's somewhat in grasp, especially when you're thinking Liberty, Liberty, they're not a power five. We can get back. Let's keep put let's let's keep the gas on the our, our foot on the gas Rex Culpepper come on lead us to the promised land in that situation I get why Rex Culpepper is still in there and I want him still in there if it's a situation like next week where Clemson's probably going to blow Syracuse out by halftime and you don't want to risk Rex Culpepper getting injured because if he does then you're then you're stuck with your true freshman basically then sure, I get that. The one thing I want to say is I would never take Rex out to give one of the true freshmen reps as in the next, like, because they're going to be the next quarterback because there's two things. Number one, it's Tommy DeVito's position once he gets back, including next season. And number two, if it's not DeVito's, if it's not DeVito's uh, starting role next year, then it's going to be Justin Lamsom, the quarterback who's coming in 
who's going to be a true freshman next year. He's going to be the next guy for Syracuse. He gives me Eric Dungy vibes, um, and I don't see why wasting some time for Rex Culpepper, who's a very solid backup and showed that today, why you would give Dylan Markowitz or Jacoby and Morgan some snaps. I don't understand that. The reason why is because maybe you might have a diamond in the rough. You got to see how these guys play. You can only, you can only really tell so much from practice and from recruit tapes. I mean, I'd like to see them out there against a really good defense. I mean, obviously you're not going to be playing Clemson every week, but throw a Dylan Markowitz out there. Now, again, not necessarily to start the game. I think you probably keep Rex out there, see if you can have a shot in the game. But once it's 70 to nothing after the end of the first quarter, why not just throw Dylan Markowitz <laughs> out there? Yeah, I, I mean, I think next week you definitely do see someone just because it's going to be a blowout. But in the close games, I wouldn't say pull Rex because Rex is a very solid backup. We've given we've given you his stat line plus two hundred yards through the air, three touchdowns. Uh, Listen, there are two other guys that have really stood out to me in the offense against Liberty today. It was number one Aaron Hackett, who only had two receptions for twenty five yards. But hey, they're finally looking at the tight ends in the red zone. He got a touchdown. It worked in the red zone. A big reason why. Aaron Hackett was open in the red zone, and they looked to him because the play-action game, and that all starts with Sean Tucker. He's the other guy I want to talk about. 21 attempts, 111 yards, no touchdowns for him, but five over five yards per carry. He is a star in the making. I am so impressed with Sean Tucker, and he was hobbled today. We weren't sure if he was even going to be able to play. He comes in, doesn't seem like he lost a step, and puts up plus 100 yards for the second time this season. I am a huge Sean Tucker fan. Yeah, he was absolutely stunning. I mean, what what's, what catches my eye about him is, is simply the eye test. Watching the game, just watching him mm-hmm. run, he makes yeah. all the right reads. He never gives up on a play. He looks like a bit of a veteran out there, and like we've mentioned a couple of times, he's a true freshman. So you got to commend him for that and for saving this SU uh, running back squad because you only had Jawar Jordan and Markenzie Pierre coming in because Abdul Adams and Jarvion Howard decided they didn't want to play this season. So Sean Tucker kind of came in and, and gave this offense the boost that they needed to stay competitive. Uh, and, and you got to like what you see from that kid. Jaron May and Matt Bonaparte here on Fizz Final. Before we wrap it up, let's just look at some stats from today's loss to Liberty. The Flames, 338 rushing yards compared to Syracuse's just 97. Again, Sean Tucker had 111, but Rex Culpepper got sacked three times for negative 23 yards. As for passing yards, I mean... It was a pretty good day for the Orange. They won that battle 211 yards through the air. Liberty with just 182. The plays were pretty even. 68 plays for Liberty, 67 for SU. That equals time of possession pretty darn the same, just a minute separating these two teams. And then the total yards is where it kind of gets a little weary because Liberty 520 compared to Syracuse's just 308. Syracuse falls to Liberty 38-21, your final score. The Orange are just now 1-4 on the season. The Flames a perfect 5-0. But for Matt Bonaparte, this is Jaron May. This has been Fizz Final. Go follow us on Twitter at OrangeFizz and read all of our articles, orangefizz.net. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.